Hello, my name is Neuta Chadamoyo, and I have a story for you. It's a love story, and it's told by my sister Melody about herself and a man, a remarkable man named Taurai. I met Taurai in 1991. We met when I was 19, and he was turning 20 that year. I don't know. I think it was more uh, maybe attraction at first sight. I don't know. There was something about him that just drew him to me. The first time he asked me out, I said no. And then he was playing a love song, a Shona song called Chitekete, which means like my love, my life. It's like a very deep Shona word that talks about some a woman you love. And my cousin that I was staying with at his parents' house asked him why he was playing that song and he kind of said, oh, ask Melody. And I... I didn't know what to say and then she later on she came to me and she said so why did you say ask melody and i said well you did ask me out and i and i said no and she said why is there something wrong with him or do you think there's something wrong with him and i said no he's my friend and i i love our friendship and i don't want to go i don't want that i'm not looking for a boyfriend and i i'm concentrating on my studies and all that but she kind of talked me into going out with him, actually. She gave me 50 cents to go and give him a call and say, I'll go out with you. Otherwise, she was going to do it for me. So in a way, I didn't have a choice initially. But once I I did, it was like things fit into place because I, I just loved him. He had to move like seven hours away to another city to go to college. So I would go and see him where his parents were not living and where my parents were not living. Otherwise, we both would have been killed, I guess. So we had so much time together to talk and to to do things that most people would not have had. Like We lived together before we got married, but then I was in love. So I didn't see anything wrong with that. He was funny. He was extremely generous. I think of all the things that touched me was his generosity. He looked after me so well. He never wanted me to carry heavy bags and I was brought up to be a a self-sufficient woman who didn't depend on men to do things for her. So it was quite... uh, interesting to get him to insist he wanted to carry bags for me whenever we're traveling and to do all the heavy work and he he loved me so much that he used to say I don't want you to do all the heavy work he used to clean his house thoroughly and put polish on the floor and do all his laundry before I went to see him I loved that I do remember my first gift he ever got me. He bought me perfume called French Lace. 
just kind of posh in those days. And he also bought me a record by Brian Adams. Everything I do, I do it for you. And whenever I hear that song, it reminded me of him. And I could see it. I could see it in everything that he did as well, that he was actually doing it for me. And meant a lot. Dara suffered from albinism. If it had not been for my parents who taught me to love everybody as they are and to accept everyone as they are, I probably would have missed out on a very, very good relationship. Because he looks white, but he is black. Everyone is, they look at people with albinism as a curse. And people shout at him, used to shout at him, insult him in front of his face. And sometimes insult me as well in front of my face. And he used to be so worried that, because people used to be very abusive when they realized I was his girlfriend. They became really abusive and say a lot of awful things to me. But because I really didn't care about what people thought about me, I just put my head down and said, ah, well, they'll get over it. And eventually they got used to it and they they did get over it. And we moved on with our lives. And and he, he grew more and more confident and he, he realized, well, people don't matter, really. It's your life. It's how you want to live it and how you want to lead it. That's important. And I'm very grateful that my family never made me feel like I had to fight for him or, or do anything to fight for our love. We got married when I was 24 and he was 25. That's what I loved to cook. I love to cook. We used to think that we were going to one day have this uh, plot where we'd grow organic vegetables and cook for people for money as a part-time thingy. And we just loved to spend time together in the kitchen because we would be talking and, you know, and sharing. And we always tried to outdo each other in our new discoveries of new recipes and, and all that. And it was a lot of fun, really. And it was also a way of us bonding and spending time together and laughing and and maybe enhancing our sex life as well. <laughs> Taurai and Melody went on to have a child, Siobhan, who is about the same age as my daughter, Ashley. As Ashley was growing up, he would play with her and be there for her and listen and let her sit on his lap. And when we went shopping... And I used to go shopping a lot with him. When we were buying clothes for Siobhan, he would be looking for clothes for Ashley as well. So in that context, he was he was like a dad with, with two kids. It's only for a moment you were mine to hold The plans that heaven has for you will all too soon unfold I really miss him and he's the best thing about my life, so I think yes. So do I. He's just great, wasn't he? Yeah. In February 2007, Taurai was diagnosed with cancer. He passed away on 17 November 2008. After my daddy died, there's some difficulties in our life. Yeah. Like what? Like doing our homework. There's no difficulties in that. 
Well, say to me. <laughs> Remember you to tell us stories. I will. You need to be glum. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Because now he's in a better place. Are you happy for him? Yeah. But sometimes right here, mm -hmm. I worry about him and I'm very sad. <laughs> anyway, so you're sure you miss him? Sure, I'm sure. I still remember Taurais potatoes, the ones with the mustard and the honey. Mm. And I know we haven't been able to recreate that. Do you want to give it another go? I don't think so. I think, I, I don't think I would ever be able to do it, to be honest, because that was his unique recipe, and I have absolutely no idea how he did it. And and because I never looked, because I, I thought he was going to be there all the time, I never thought I needed to learn how he was going to, all I needed to do was enjoy them. <laughs> so I know my sister, I think we have to find another recipe for something else altogether and console ourselves that way. No, I miss those potatoes. <laughs> oh, poor you. This program was made as part of a training course run by Formax, the Forum on Migration and Communication in Dublin. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I love you. You have been listening to The Curious Ear. My name is Nelta Chadamoyo.